Today's daf is daf mem hey. We're beginning at the Mishnah, about uh, what is it, ten lines down from the top of mem hey Amud Aleph. So, Mishnah now gets into the nuts and bolts of the taglachas and the korbonas that were associated with it. So basically, we have been de- dealing with two processes. That which is done, what's called the taklachas tahora, for a nazir who successfully completes his uh, nazirus, which is what we're going to be focusing on in the Mishnah. We also dealt with the taklachas that's necessary for a nazir's tameh that also has to bring korbanus. Now, we've spoken out that there is a difference, though, because the nazir that's tameh on the seventh day is when he does his taglachas, sprinkling the third, sprinkling the seventh, goes to mikveh, does the taglachas on the seventh day, and he brings his korbonus on the eighth day. Whereas a nazir who is tahor, the way it's recorded in the Torah is that on the day that he completes his, his nazirus, that same day he does the taglachas and he brings the korbonus. means the lechatchila for, for a regular nazir, taglachas and korbonus on the same day. For nazir tameh, taglachas is on the seventh day, korbonus on the eighth day. So that's just one distinction. They both bring three korbonus except that the shlomim by the taglachas tahora is switched out and it's an asham by the taglachas for the Tameh. He doesn't bring an Ashlam, he brings an Ashlam. We also have an interesting thing is that there is a mitzvah by the Taglachas to take the hair of the Nazir after it's been cut and put it under the pot of that is cooking that is cooking the Shlomim. The Shlomim, the, uh, the, 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 the meat that was cooked for the Kahanim portion of it was, uh, was cooked in the Azara and they put the hair under, they burned it under the meat that was being cooked for the shlomim. That's written explicitly in the Torah. Now, what we're going to be discussing today is as follows. Clearly, if we already let the person do the taglachas, that, that shows that the nazirus, the, the prohibitions are being removed because taglachas will be prohibited for him to do as a nazir. So the fact that he's doing the shaving is that now the restrictions by the taglachas for the, uh, for the completion of successful tahar, is the indication is we're letting him shave as part of the process. But what allows him to do it? So, clearly, all the opinions we're going to bring down, even though the Torah stipulates three korbanas have to be brought, only one korban is required to remove the prohibitions. Only one korban. You don't have to have all three brought. The opinions that are being brought here hold only one. If there are other opinions, we'll see later. But the opinions that are going to be brought here only hold one. The question is, which one should be brought first? Which one should be brought first to allow the taglachas to happen? Now, interestingly enough, what are the opinions are going to say that it should be the shlomim, which does make sense because the hair of the taglachas is burned under the pot that is cooking the meat of the shlomim. However, the order of the psukim, shlomim is mentioned last. It's not mentioned first. But when we will deal with that in the Gemara. Now let's see the Mishnah. Someday the Mishnah, taglachas hatahara, taglachas for a nazir that is completing his, uh, his nazirus. It's called the taglachas hatahara as opposed to the taglachas for a nazir that is uh, his, his, his was Tomei, now is, is, is re- re- recalibrating, is restarting his Nazirus. 
Ketzad Hayim, Ketzad, what was the procedure? So Hayim Ebigil Behemos, he would bring three animals, right? All three are animals as opposed to by the Tomei, but two of them are birds. So Gil Behemos. There's the Chatas, which was a, uh, a female sheep. And all the Ola, which was a lamb, a male lamb, and the Shlomim, which was a ram. Veshochet is a Shlomim. So according to the Tanakhama, you first check the Shlomim, which then releases the prohibition. So then Megalech Aleim, and then you can go ahead and do the complete shaving. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So the first one, Lechatchile, you should take is the Shlom. Rabbi Loza disagrees. Rabbi Loza Omer, Loi Megalach El HaLachatas. The first one taken was Lechatas. Why? Because throughout the Torah we find that there's a, there's a, there is a process that involves multiple korbanas. The one that's always brought first is the chata. So this is no different. The chata should be brought first. Shachatas kodemus b'chol makom. Because in all, all time, all places that we find processes involving multiple korbanas, the chata is brought first. Now, however, everybody agrees that this is only lechatchila. But im gilach al achas mishloishtam. If any one of the three, even the ola, was shechted first, and the rishonim speak out, shechted lechatchila should be shechted and sprinkled. It's not ma'akev, but that means shechted and sprinkled. Yotza, you've discharged your obligations of the restrictions, and you can do the taglachas. He's just adding another interesting thing. Generally, you have to verbally, verbally declare which animal is which when you have multiple animals that are being brought. But in this case, if you uh, brought the three animals, and you did not designate, articulate which animals should be for your shlomi, which one should be your mechatas, which one should be ola, that you, it, it, it does not, not require specific designation. Why? Because since they clearly are the type of animal they need to be brought for, because the shlomim had to be a ram, so it could not be a chatas or an ola. The chatas had to be female, so it could not be the ola. The ola had to be male, so it could not be the chatas. So there, even without articulation, a specific designation, it is automatically designated just by the species, the type of animal it is. So haru'ila chatas tikrav chatas, haru'ila ola tikrav ola, and the shlomim tikrav shlomim without even any specification or designation, because it is considered self-designated. Okay, Let's go back to the beginning of the Mishnah. So we said, uh, we learned that if uh, you, you, you shecht the, the uh, according to Tanakama, you shecht the chatas, uh, according to Tanakama, you take the shlavim first, and then you can do the taklachas, which was the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Lazar, no, everywhere else in the Torah, you always go with the chatas first, so here too you go with the chatas first. So what the Gemara basically is going to address is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Lazar gives his reason. He says that the bottom line is, first of all, it doesn't mention Shlomim as the first of the three animals being offered. So even though that's not necessarily a 100% indicator, because things are sometimes out of order, but the fact is that Chatas is what is usually brought first, therefore that is what's brought first. So he gives his reasoning, but Rabbi Yehuda doesn't give his reasoning. Why is the Shlomim that uh, 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 brought first? So one says like this. Now, in order to know, in order to just to get understand what's going on here, we really have to see the the, the sequence of, of of the psukim. So we take a look uh, at, at at number three in the uh, oil moed. It says the gilah pesach oil moed. Says the nazir will shave his head 
at the entrance of the Oum Moed, right? Now, we'll discuss if that means literally at the entrance in the Azara, we'll see, right? Uh, as, uh, Begilach Anozer Pesach Oum Moed, as Rosh Nizro, his head of Nazirus, Velokach Es Sa'ar Rosh Nizro, and he will take the hair from his Nazirus, Venosan Ala Eish, and he'll put it on the fire. So that is clear that the purpose uh, that 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 means purpose. But but what one does with the hair of the taglachas is burn underneath the shlomim. That's the pasuk says there right now. But it does, it, it says that where does the gilua happen at the entrance of the ol moed? Now what the gemara is going to suggest is as follows: is that when it says that you, shech, you, you, you do the shaving at the entrance of the Oel Moed, it's not to be taken literally. And, and the, the reason it's not to be taken literally is because it would not seem respectful that Imamish in the Azorah, at the entrance of the Oel Moed, you sit there and you, you, you give a guy a haircut, you shave his head. That would not be respectful. So, but it does say the entrance of the Oel Moed. So one says, the, the one is going to suggest is that the term Oel Moed is a borrowed, at the entrance of Oel Moed over here is a borrowed term. Because by the Shlomim, it says that Yeshech the Shlomim, it uses exactly the same ter- term, at the entrance of the Oel Moed. So the entrance of the Oel Moed is a buzzword, says the Gemara, for the Korban Shlomim. So therefore it's not really, the, 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 the uh, Taglachas is not really taking place at the entrance of the Oel Moed. When it says the Taglachas takes uh, place, Pesach Oel Moed, it means right where the carbon that the wording was used for uh, Pesach Oel Moed, that's in association with that carbon, which is the Shlomim, that's why the Taglachas is connected to the Shlomim, that right after the uh, bringing of the Shlomim, that's when the Taglachas happens, to explain the Shita here of Rabbi Yehuda. So let's see it inside again. So that's referring to Pesach Oel Moed is talking about, but that the Giluach, the, the Taglachas is happening right after the Shita of the Shlomim. Shenemar, because by the Shlomim it says, Veshachtu Pesach Oel Moed. It says, Yeshech the Shlomim, Pesach Oel Moed. That, that, is, uh, that is the expression that's used over there. Right? And so therefore, since it uses the expression Pesach Oel Moed over there, that's what it means by the Tadlachas as well. Or a no, maybe not, says the Gemara. Bring up, prove that that is a solid Limud. Who says, maybe, Ella, uh, maybe it means Pesach Oel Moed Mamed. Maybe the Ataglachas is not referencing the Shlomim, and when it says Pesach Oel Moed, maybe it means that Mamash has to be that the Taglachas, the haircut should be done at the entrance of the Oel Moed. Amar, no, the argument you're going to make is as follows. Imkein Derech Bizoyen, who, that would be considered Derech Bizoyen, that would be considered deprecating. Literally, I take, I take a haircut, grooming a person in front of the Oel Moed would be considered deprecating to the Oel Moed and, 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 and the Azara, and therefore cannot mean that that is actually where it's taking place. Rather, the expression over there is just linking Tvezach Olmod. It's the carbon that it used that expression, which teaches you there's a linkage between the Shechita of the Shlomim to the Taglachas. That's the one that uh, triggers doing the Taglachas, which is the Shlomim. Now, Rabbi Yoshia Omer Einot Tzorach. Rabbi Yoshia is just addressing that you don't even have to have that linkage you're using the linkage to show that it doesn't mean that this is actually where it took place, 
but it's actually just linking it to the carbon tum, to the carbon shlomim, and it's just connecting it to the shlomim as opposed to this where it took place. He says you don't even have to have that. Even without that linkage, it clearly cannot be that you do the haircut in front of the oil mullet. And he brings this as a raya from the end of Sefer Yis, uh, uh, Parshas uh, Yisro. The end of Parshas Yisro, we have a halacha that the, to get, to climb up the Mizbeach, there was a ramp. You are not allowed to use stairs. Now, why aren't you allowed to use stairs? Because using stairs would require that the uh, Kohen ascending to go up the stairs to do the avoda on the Mizbeach would have to separate his feet. He would have to take larger steps to get up the steps. And doing so would expose uh, uh, his, his private parts onto the Mizbeach. And that would be inappropriate. And therefore they made a ramp so he could shuffle, take less, uh, larger steps, and he wouldn't have to have. Now even though, as we've shown him speak out, is that really he was not under his robe, he actually had an undergarment. So it's actually not even such a disrespectful thing to do, in, uh, and especially is that the whole purpose of going up the, the, the steps would be to do the service. Nevertheless, there is that sensitivity, and therefore a ramp is made and not steps. So says Rabbi Yoshia, if we see that we have such a heightened sensitivity to what's appropriate in the Oel Moed, what's appropriate in the Azorah, to allow a person to groom himself in front of the Oel Moed, in the Azorah, right in front of the Oel Moed, for sure that doesn't even enter one's mind that that could be literally what it means. So clearly it does not mean that that is the exact location. So you don't have to bring a raya from the linkage to the carbon carbon shlumming, that it's labdafka, that it doesn't mean uh, that it's actually... He says, for sure that's not the location just based on this Kalvachomer that he made from the ramp. So he says like this, You don't have to learn out the way you did to say clearly that you have to make that linkage. Even without that, he says, You don't use steps to go up to my Mizbeach. So therefore, if for sure, that's where it's not even such a bizarre. That's not even being done for the sake of being inappropriate. It's being done for the sake of the service. Here, it's mom is doing to groom the person, which is considered to be an appropriate act to be done there. So Kavacham, you would not be allowed to do it. Now, very interesting. Even though we normally say that we read the brackets and we skip parentheses, here clearly the Rosh brings out that this is some, some exuberant student added this into the Gemara because if you see Nusach Acher, that in the Medrash Parshas it has a different terminology. Now, the Gemara, we've never found out Shas, that the Gemara would be quoting specifically a Medrash. Eh? That this is written in the Medrash Parshas so clearly this was just some notation. They wrote things by hand and somehow in the printers they included the notation into the actual Gemara. So we're going to skip the parentheses from the beginning when it says uh, in Nun Aleph to the end of the where the first word on the line is Medaber and those parentheses are just removed and we go straight to Rabbi Yitzchak. Okay. So it says like this Rabbi Yitzchak Omer Rabbi Yitzchak also says it says that actually that uh, you don't need to use the linkage to teach me that the carbon that's being shechted in association with the haircut has to be the shlomim, and if the shlomim is the first one that releases the prohibitions and triggers the mitzvah of the taglachas. 
He says it has to be that way for a different reason. Why? So therefore, what's he saying? Ain't it Omer, because the Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk that talks about the mitzvah of the Taglacha says, He takes the hair from his head of Nazirus, and he places it on the fire. Now there actually is a redundancy over here, because you don't have to say the word Velokach at all. Why don't you say you take the hair and then place it on the, on the fire? Just say, Venosan, uh, just say the Nosan Sar Rosh Nizro Ala Eish. Place the hair on the fire. Why don't you say Velokach he takes? So what Rabbi Yitzchak wants to argue, he's saying that it must be that the Torah is telling you that there cannot be any interposition. Immediately after the haircut, so right away you could take the hair and put it on the fire. Which means that the hair must be cut next to the place where the boiling of the shlomim takes place. Now where is the boiling of the shlomim taking place? The boiling of the shlomim was taking place in a chamber which called the Lishka Sanozir. There was a chamber of the Nozir where the Kahanim would boil and prepare the food, the meat of the, of, of the shlomim. And therefore, clearly, if there cannot be any interposition, you have to be able to go right from the haircut to the burning, the haircut cannot be taking place at the entrance of the Ol Moed, because that place was quite a distance from the entrance of the Ol Moed. Now, the Rosh himself says, and I'm not going to get into Eun over here, he says, but how do you know that you'd cook over there? Maybe the cooking should take place right next to where the haircut is, and maybe that is in front of the Ol Moed. The, the, take a look at the Rosh, how he deals with it. But the point is, assuming that we do know that the cooking has to be done in a chamber, which is quite a distance from the Ol Moed, the haircut cannot be there because Velokach, next to the word Venosan, means it has to be right away, expeditiously, from the haircut to the burning, which cannot happen if the haircut is taking place in front of the Ol Moed. So, Misha Einem there cannot be anything lacking Right from the lekicha, you go to the nesina. From the haircut to the burning of the fa of the hair, and therefore Yotzei would exclude the situation if it would be happening with the haircut in front of the oil moed. Then it'll be mechuzah lekicha havav nesina. Then we'd have to have the haircut, taking the hair, bringing it all the way to the lishka of the nazir, and then burning it. Which obviously is not what the Torah is mandating, because that's the lokach venasan and not the lokach lokach vehevi venasan. Ike de Amri, there is another version of the way Rab Yitzchak presented his opinion. So Rab Yitzchak Omer Beshlomakos Vadaber. Clearly, the pasuk when it says that he did the haircut in front of the Ol Moed, he is corroborating that that term Ol Moed is referencing the Shlomim, and it's just a sense of linking it to the Shlomim as opposed to the actual location. And that's why he uses the word Ol Moed, not the entrance of Ol Moed. He's not here to teach me where it location of the haircut, but it's to teach me the linkage to which Corbin was referencing, like we began today's uh, Gemara with. He says, now clearly, that's Omer, how do you know something about the Shlomim? Maybe or ain't no elevation all my mamas. Maybe it means actual location. Unless he gives his argument, Talmud Lomber Lokach Esar Rosh Nizroy. Because the pasuk says Lokach Esar Rosh Nizroy. You take the hair and then you place it on the fire. Welcome Shayam Evashal Shamayim Galach. Has to be the place where the haircut is taking place is right where you are cooking it. 
So therefore, the, then you don't have any interposition. It can go right away from the Belokach to the Venosan Alaish, and therefore must be the expression Pesach Al Moed is just a borrowed term, not where the location of the haircut's taking place, but an association to which carbon you are doing it, which is the Shlomin. Now, the Rush says Abachanan is actually espousing the position of the uh, 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 of, of Rabbi Lazar and and that that when it says that you do the haircut it doesn't mean to link it to the carbon shlomer because he actually says the chatas is the one that's done first and he learns that actually no that the haircut did take place at the entrance of the Oel Moed he doesn't he's not bothered by the fact that is this grooming inappropriate doesn't seem to bother him so Rabbi Lazar Bachan and Omer Mishum Rabeliezer. Now, whether this is Rabeliezer of the Mishnah or Rabeliezer, a different one, not 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 clear. But he says like this: the Gilach Hanazer Pesach Oel Moed. Pesach says Gilach Hanazer Pesach Oel Moed. So, what do you learn from Pesach Oel Moed? Pesach Oel Moed. It might be. It means it might be to teach me yeah, that that uh, he's saying saying is that it, it it it's not to teach me that it's connected to the Shlomim. So what is it here to teach me? So I, I take myself back. I, could, I take back what I said. It could be he is bothered by the fact that it should not be done literally at the entrance of the Oel Moed because that would be inappropriate like we saw before. But then why is it used that expression if not to link it to the Shlomim? It's going in the sheet of Rabbi Loza, which doesn't have to be... It's connected to the Shlomim. It's connected to the Chatas. So why is it used that expression? It's to teach me something else. What is it coming to teach me? That the haircut had to take place by day. Good idea getting haircuts with us daylight. But anyway, the point is, the haircut had to take place by day. You cannot be Yotza at night. And what's the Raya? Because it had to be when the oil moed was open. The oil moed opened only in the morning and it closed in the late afternoon, which means that it's telling you the time of where the haircut took place. So therefore, it could be not telling you the location, like we said, that that would be inappropriate, but it's not here to teach me connecting to which carbon, because he doesn't hold it as to be connected to the shlomim. It's connected to the chatas. So what is it to teach me? It's to teach me the time of when the haircut has to take place. Calls man As long as the opening of the Oel Moed is not open, you do not have a right to do the taklachas. It had to take place specifically by day when the doorway of the Oel Moed was open. Rav Shimon Shazuri Omer Vegilach Hanazir Pesach Oel Moed. What do we learn from Vegilach Hanazir Pesach Oel Moed? So he says it's teaching me another halacha is being learned here from as well because it says Hanazir. Why not to say Hanazir? Because Vegilach, of course we're talking about the Nazir. Who's getting the haircut? Yeah, he's not a Nazir. So he says that this process that happens in the Azara, and this, I think this is where the Rosh actually stresses this as well, is that he says that it's taking place in the Azara, and it could be taking place in the entrance of, in the Shem Shazuri, we say, it's not bothered as much by the fact that the grooming is inappropriate. But the, what does it come to teach me? That you should only do this for a male, for a Nazir, not a woman that is in a zero. We'll see the reason in a moment. So what do you do for the Nazira? So here you have a Machlokas we've shown him, right? Tosa says that it's done in a private place. That haircut is done in a private place outside of the Azara, someplace in the Medina, someplace in Yerushalayim. The Rosh brings down that this could be Rav Shimon Shazir's opinion is that you don't have the mitzvah of Taglachas. For a woman. For a woman. The mitzvah taglachas is only for the mitzvah for the man, not for a woman. Okay. Now, and I'm sure she would appreciate that. Now, then like this. So therefore, 
Shemen Shazuri Omer, Begila Chanoz Repesach Omoed, Beloy Nazira, and not for the woman. Why? Interesting. Because the Torah was concerned. It's much more over here, but we explain Chat in the Tsukim. We're not explaining Chat. It's not a rabbinical stringency. Why not woman in, why not doing haircuts for the woman in the, uh, because in order to do it, you would have to uncover her hair. And uncovering her hair might be provocative for the younger Kohanim that were in the immediate area of the Azara and to avoid uh, provoking their Yetzahara, so therefore it was preferable not to go ahead and do it in the Azara. So then what did you do? Machlok is him. Did you do it somewhere private? Or therefore the Torah said, therefore don't do it. There is no mitzvah to do it for her. Obviously she can't keep her hair covered if you need to shave off all the hair on her head. So therefore, Shema Yizgarubah, Pirukha Kahuna, lest it provoke, it incite the young Kohanim. So Amar Lo. So Gemara says like this that uh, uh, I know who was who was talking to over here. Who's the Amar Lo over here? He said to him, Rabbi, Bryce is actually Chancellor. They or whoever it is, the the, the the students that he was saying to, he said, "That's what you're concerned about." So then Lachora Sota as well, because what's the Sota? Not only do you uncover her hair, you rip the top part of her upper torso is is exposed, right? If you're worried about the young Kahanim, how does the Torah and the Torah is sensitive to that? Then how does the Torah allow you to do this in the situation of? But as the Moses is like this, so therefore, as the Rech, according to your argument, so did the Chiyah, the Sota will prove the Chesiv Bar Behemido Lifnei Hashem that that Behemido Lifnei Hashem that will be uh, presented before Hashem. That she stood before Hashem and she is un, un, uh, without a head covering, the top part of her body is exposed, and we're not worried about there. So there's a huge difference between the Sota and the Nazira. The Nazira actually is a day of celebration for her. She comes in all made up, she comes in with nice clothing, she comes in, so therefore she is going to look attractive. By the Sota, the whole point of it is, we're not going to allow her to come in with makeup and I'm coming in nicely dressed because we are trying to actually cause her dishevelment. We're trying to make her look unattractive. And therefore, we're less, the Torah is less concerned about inciting the Yetzirah in the case of the Sota as it is in the case of the, uh, the what's his name? Um, in, in the case of the Nazira. Uh, now, the, now, there is an interesting Tosvos. Tosvos brings down a couple of places in Shas because we have to take the, the hand of the Kohen and goes under the hand of the person when they wave the Mincha over there. And, and Tosvos discusses is that L'chorah, why are we allowing a Kohen to go ahead and, and, and so Tosvos gets into the idea that if a, if a person is involved in his avoda was he's, he's involved in his avoda, so then his, his focus is primarily on what he's trying to accomplish. We're not concerned about his yetzer. Uh, it's the guys, you know, that are standing on the side that are not doing anything. That's more problematic than somebody involved. That becomes a big hetter halachically for to have a a a a a doctor who's OBGYN or because he's involved. It's the asik b'malachta. There's a there's a used to be a rabbi. I know. Yeah, I saw a book he put out. Rabbi Jackson Chakowen. Yeah, no, he was right. He was a rabbi over here. So he has a whole thing about where the rabbi ought to shake. 
women's, women's hands. He gets into this, this whole tosis over here. If there's concept of osik v'malachso, is that a, uh, a het or not? So the Chorah, what do you say by the Nazira? So we already saw that the Nazira, it's not part of the service of the Kohen per se. It's part of what she needs for herself to be able to go back into normal uh, society. society. So therefore, that's not part of a service. And therefore, the, the idea of Osir Malachta maybe is not so uh, 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 prevalent over there. I, I'm not sure. But uh, that, I just was wondering about that. Let's go to the next Mishnah. It's Sota, the next Mishnah. Sota, uh, after Nazir is, I think it is Sota. Yeah, I believe it is, yes. That's the, that's the, the, the Torah. Like, together, they're all so right. Now, now, let's say, uh, that, so, so what happens now? So you're shaving, and now you've got the hair up from the head of the nozir. So what do you do with that? So You put it under the pot, the pot that is cooking the meat from which carbon? Shlomen. From the Shlomen, alright? So you put it under the Imgilach the Medina. Now, that's what happens generally in the Azorah, because that's where the Kohanim were cooking the meat. What happens, for whatever reason, couldn't, couldn't get a cab to the Azorah, but the guy did the Taglachas in the, in, in Yerushalayim, right? Outside Yerushalayim, for sure, that you can't, because you're not allowed to have your shlamim outside Yerushalayim. But you, 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 you did the taglachas outside of the Azorah in Yerushalayim. Singilach v'medina, lo There is no more mitzvah to take that hair and put it on a fire that's cooking the shlamim. Even though you could have shlamim meat cooking, or I guess you could take it back to the, for the meat for the kahanim to the other, no. Once you did the, according to Tanakam, if you did the taglachas, in Yerushalayim, there is no more mitzvah of burning that hair under the, under the pot. Now the Tanakhama points out, this is when we talk about the Taglachas, as we said, for the Kohen who successfully completes his Nazirus. But what about the Taglachas that is happening for the Nazir who became Tomei, that is now starting over his Nazirus. He's recalibrating his Nazirus and he has to shave off his hair to recount what about that hair? There's no mitzvah at all according to the Tanakhama, not in Yerushalayim and not in the Azura. That hair had to be buried. It's also Bahanah, it had to be buried. It was not burned as a part of the mitzvah under the pot. So the Tanakhama is very clear. The mitzvah is specifically for a taglachas that took place in the Azara, took place in the base of Mikdash, but, and, and that's where the, the hair is burnt, but it does not take, it, it does not, there's no mitzvah if it was in Medina, and that's a taklakas tahara. Taklakas tuma, nowhere is there a mitzvah. Rav Meir disagrees. Rav Meir says that even by the taklakas tuma, which by the way is a day apart, because the taklakas there took place on day seven, the korbanas were brought on day eight. eight. But still, keep the hair, because that hair does have a mitzvah. Of burning under the pot. From there, I'm a kol mishal in tachas adud that all the hair is burnt under the dud. Chutz a kol a kol not all the hair. All nazirim, all nazirim that have a taglachas, taglachas the hora, taglachas the meya, mishal in tachas adud. Chutz min atame shebe medina bavad. Unless it's a tame that took place, he did the taglachas in Yerushalayim, not in the base of Migdash. So he's arguing with the Tanakhama on two points over here. Number one. 
He's saying is that there is a mitzvah of burning under the dud for Nazir Tahara, not only in the base of Mikdash like the Tanakhama held, but even if it's done in the Medina, if it's a Taglachas Tahara. That's point number one he's disagreeing, because Tanakhama said only the base of Mikdash is a mitzvah of burning the hair, not in Yerushalayim, and if the Taglachas took place in Yerushalayim. And number two, he's arguing because the Tanakhama said nowhere is there a mitzvah for the Taglachas Atumma, he holds that there is a mitzvah Taglachas Atumma in the Azara, but not in Yerushalayim. Alright, now, this is a quote from the, the Gemara, and now we're going to quote a say a, a, say a Brisa over here. Something he's obviously not reading correctly over here. The Bach actually changes the Nusa, but it's just quoting the idea of you have to take the hair and burn it under the part of Shlomim. Tan Rabbonin. The Gemara now cites a Brisa that's going to bring down other opinions. Now, first of all, very interesting is, we're going to see that the mitzvah of burning the hair was a little more complicated. You don't just take the hair and put it underneath the pot. What you first did was, you poured some of the gravy on the hair. Not Obviously not when it's on his head. But you, you cut the hair off, pour gravy on the hair, and then that mixture of hair and gravy is then... Put under really the pot. It's probably really the fat, you know, because it gives it oil. Maybe I don't know. Rotav usually means gravy, but some some part of the of the carbon is going to be mixed into the hair, and then it is burnt under the pot. So Rotev, Then after you cut the hair, you will mix it with gravy. You take the gravy, and you put it on the hair. And then, you put it on the pot that is cooking the shlomim. And if you did not put it under the shlomim, but you burned it under the pot that's cooking the chatas, or the part that's cooking the asham, yotza, you also have fulfilled the obligation, you did the mitzvah as well. You, you, did, you discharged your mitzvah. Now, the Gemara has a very strong question over here. The Nazir who's Tahar, we said, brings three korbanas. He brings an Ola, he brings a Shlomim, and he brings a Chatas. Now, only the Ola, and only the Shlomim and the Chatas could be in a pot. Because the Ola never went into a pot. The Ola was completely burnt on his back. So we understand that. But what does it say over here? That if you put it under the pot of the Shlomim, or you put it under the pot of the Chatas, or you put it under the pot of the Asham. One second. A Nazir Tohar does not bring an Asham. The only one that brings an Asham is the Nazir who was... Tomei. So what are you mentioning over here that if you put it under the part of the Chatas or under the part of the Asham, Yotza, you have discharged the obligation of the mitzvah. Frek the Gemara, Asham benazir Tami Ika. Is there an Asham for a Nazir Tahar? There is no Asham for the Nazir Tahar. So Amar Rav, Amar. So Rav says like this, and he's showing you have different ways of learning this. We'll try and make it as simple as possible. But he says like this, it means as follows. Yes, if it's a Nazir Tahar, then you have Lechat which part should you use? You should use the part of the Shlomo. Very heavy. If you didn't do it under the part of the Shlomo, you did it under the part of the Chatas, which is the only other part it could be, you're Yotze. By a Nazir Tameh, 
really you only have one option, the birds, because the other two are birds. So therefore, there, how should you discharge your obligation? What part should you put it on if you were a Nazar Tomei? Okay. Put it under the Asham. And you be Yotzah. This Yotzah over here is a little difficult to read. That's why there's different interpretations over here. Because the Chorah, that's your only option. You don't have another option. So what does it have to say Yotzah? So there are different ways to understand. One way of saying is, your Yotzah of getting rid of the hair. Because really the hair should be buried. But your Yotzah getting rid of the hair, instead of burying it, you could burn it. That's your, but it's not going, other things going like the sheets of Rav Meir that we had in the Mishnah. That there is a mitzvah to burn the hair as well by the Nazar Tameh. And this is how you discharge that mitzvah. You put it under the Asham, even though there is no other option. So Moses is like this. Minana Nili says the Gemara like this. From where do we know that first piece of information, which was not mentioned in the Mishnah, that's a new concept, that before you put the hair under the fire, what should you do? You should mix into the hair some gravy. Where do we see this concept? So one says like this. So where do we know this from? So I'm a robber, I'm a crow. The Bible says, Ashitachat Zeva Chashlomim. It says that you put the hair under the pot that has the Zeva Chashlomim. Now there is a, a redundancy over here. What's the redundancy? Why don't you use the word Zeva? Just say, you put it on the pot that has in a tachas hashlamim. Why is it have to say the zevach of the shlamim? Zevach means carbon. But why is it have to say the zevach of the shlamim? Just say the shlamim. So what it says like this. So what is it telling you? The way to read it is that you put it under the pot. What are you putting under the pot? The zevach. Part of the zevach also goes under the shlamim. That part of the zevach, the gravy, is mixed into the hair. So what you're putting under, so tell me, the word zevach is actually part of what's being put under. You're putting the hair and some of the zevach under the shlamim, because part of the shlamim is also being burned, where the gravy is being burned as well. Some of the gravy. Mezivcho yehitachta. That's what it means. That from the zevach has to go under the shlamim as well, which is the gravy. The and if you put it, burns it under the part of the chatas, yotza, your yotza, my timer. What's the reason for that? The pasuk says shlamim. So how do you know your yotza if you put it under chatas as well? So my timer. So I'm a zevach. Again, the extra word zevach is to teach me that even if it's not under the shlamim, but if you put it under a different carbon, the rabbis are chatas ve'asha. You put it under the chatas, or in the case of another tummy, you put it under the asha. Then you are yotza as well. The pasuk emphasizes shlamim. But it could go under Chatas in the case of Nazar Tor, and it can go under the Asham in the case of Nazar that was Tommy. Fred the Gemara, but you just, just said the word Zevach has come to teach me you have to mix in the gravy. How can you learn two things from the word Zevach? How can you learn expanding that it could be under other Korbanas as well, as well as telling me that it has to have the, the, the gravy of the Shlomim? How can you learn two things from one word? Zevach, we wrote it, you already uh, used it, you already expressed that the word Zevach is to teach me that he has to use the gravy. Someone says, Imkain, Lema Krom, he wrote to If it really meant you have to use the gravy alone, then why not just use the word gravy? Why not to say that you put it under, that you mix it with the rotif and put it under? Why don't you mention the gravy explicitly? Obviously, it's to teach me two things. Number one is, Mi Zevach, 
from the korban and zevach is to include other korbanos as well. So my zevach, why is it use the word zevach as opposed to gravy? Shmamina the rabbis chatas ve'asham. Correcting more, well, if it's coming to be mar v'chatas ve'asham, maybe that's all it's coming to do. Why is it use the word zevach hashlomim? Because it can go under other zevachs, it can go under the chatas and the asham as well as the shlomim, and then you don't know this whole concept of gravy because it's not available for that. The ema kulu lechatas ve'asham who the asham, maybe it's only coming from the chatas and asham and not from the gravy. Whereas im kain if it's all, then what would come out is that it's coming to teach me which carbon and not telling me that the word tachas that you're putting because the way we're, we darshan it for the gravy is we learned that it's going to uh, that, we, that the way to read it was asher tachas zevach that tachas under the, the uh, uh, that, what do you put under the zevach is being put under the shlomim that's how we're learning it that if it's only to teach me that the shlomim is lechatchilo but yet you have other korbonas so then lemak shlomim v'zevach the word zevach then should be written after the word shlomim and then you say shlomim as well as other korbonas you could do but yet as well but why do you put the word zevach before to teach me other korbonas as well as that the zevach part of the zevach the chatas I mean the, the, the shlomim juice the gravy goes under the shlomim as well. My devach shlomim shmamin atar is coming to teach me both. Tanur one we learned in a brisa. Hakolai mishloch mishalchin tachas hadud that all uh, type all nazirim that I have in taglachas would have the mitzvah of burning the hair under the dud under the pot. Chutz mi tamei shegilach b'medina unless it was. A Tomei who did the Taglachas instead of in the Azara did it in the Medina, or Avishar Niknor, I guess he would do it, instead of the Medina. His hair has to be burnt. So that's a new Shita. That Shita holds like uh, that, 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 uh, that everybody gets haircuts, who gets haircuts. Who gets the shaving? So if you're tahor, whether it's in your azara, whether it's in your shalayim, you gotta you gotta burn it under the pot. And your tamei, he holds like Rav Meir that it has to be done in the. Uh, uh, oh, that, that was I'm sorry, that is Rav Meir. So therefore, that's the divrei Rav Meir. That's Rav Meir Shita. That everybody he argued with the Chachamim that both in the in, in the Azora and in Yerushalayim you get the haircut you have to burn on the thing but the Nazar Tomei only if it's in the Azora not if it's in you only if it's in the Beis Amidus not if it's in Yerushalayim Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Tahirim Kanvakan if you are Nazar Tahar completing in the zeros everywhere both in the Azora and in Yerushalayim are you Mashalchim Tmeim Kanvakan Lo he says but Tmeim never get it so therefore he's disagreeing a little bit with the Tanakam of our Mishnah because the Tanakam of our Mishnah held that you only get uh, Yitzhahorim is only in the Azorah in Yerushalayim you don't do it and Tmeim Kanvakan Loi he agrees Tmeim Kanvakan Loi but he holds Tahorim yes they, he agrees with Rav Meir that they have it in both in the Azorah and in Yerushalayim that no, we don't say everybody would burn under the fire unless Chutz unless it's tar in the Migdash. If you're Tame, never have it, never burn the hair under the thing, whether it's in the Azara in Yerushalayim. And even if you're tar, it's only if it's in the Migdash, the nation because then you're doing it the way it should be done, and only then is the hair burnt under the Sitaklakas and the Migdash is the only time you burn the hair under the two. Gentlemen, we'll stop over here. Oh, wow.